I welcome back from the desk below. Man, if you've been watching the show, man, if you recognize the gentleman in front of me, he don't need no introduction. I'm giving him an introduction anyway right here, man. The gentleman right here, man, when I first interviewed man, I kind of beat myself up, man, because I didn't deep dive into his discography. And then I was like, you know what? Right after I interviewed him, I found this group interview that he did with SOI. And I was like, damn, yo, you've been doing group interviews way before, like, I even reached out. So... I wanted to reach out and give this gentleman his own episode, man, to deep dive into his career, man. And what's been going on with this guy, man? He's a part of a legendary productive supergroup that he actually had the idea of. Man, I got the one and only back on the show, my guy, Jared. How you been, my guy? My guy, good. I appreciate you for having me back, bro. Of course, my guy. Like I said, man, you know, I'll get you back for a solo episode, and yeah, I was more excited, too, my guy. So um, let's start this off, my guy. So... Last time we talked, you said the germ had no real significance behind it, though. But, uh, you know, with the SOI, I was like, you know, spread of infection, the germ. So I was kind of curious, man. With, um, before we get into that, though, is it true that before you got into producing that you started rapping and your man P gave you FL Studios? That's when you became the transition from artist to producer? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my boy P Um we used to have this crew called Lunchbox Beats, and uh, I used to rap. And um, yeah, it was just the, my boy PNAM and my boy Keith were already making beats, and my boy PNAM gave me the program, and I just started learning. And you know, like I said in the last episode, Doe's my cousin, so you know, I'd pull up on Doe sometimes, letting him hear some of the stuff that I was doing. He'd give me some tips as well. So, um, you know, that's pretty much how I got I got started with all that. Now, is it true that your cousin Doe like kind of like threw you into the fire of the engineer? It's like, I learned this real quick. Yeah, I'm actually trying to think the very first session that he like threw me into the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw me in the fire a couple of times. I think the very first one though was with um was it with Myth well, sorry, with Mr. Cheeks. Okay. I'm lost boys, you know. Um so I did that. And then also you, Nicki Minaj used to come to the Fire and Ice studio that we were working out of back in the day as well. So, um, yeah, stack bundles coming in and out of there. Maserati Fox. Maserati Fox. That's how we got connected with G-Unit. Now, before, like, you actually made the transition from, like, artist, I mean, sorry, from artist to producer, mm-hmm. were you still rapping under the name The Germ? Nah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, there was some difference in, like, recorders out there we can hear. Uh, uh, I used to go by uh, soon. So like, I, I there's a lot of people who still know me as soon and who still call me soon. That's actually my father's tag name when uh, my father passed away when I was younger. But um, oh. uh, uh, yeah, that was his tag name. He used to do graffiti. So you know, I, I just took on that name. Now, then, uh, before I I should ask this in the beginning, though, you grew up in Queens. Yeah, Queens. Oh. What's it like growing up in Queens as opposed to like somebody from like, you know, Washington from Canada? Like, how is it growing up in actually New York and then actually being involved in the New York scene, making an impact? Like, how, how was that for you growing up? It's dope. Like, Queens is like, it's very multicultural. Like, you got a lot of different, a lot of different ethnicities, a lot of different backgrounds. And, um, you know, it looks, it looks sweet, but you know, it goes down. Like you can, oh, yeah. <laughs> I you know would assume. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, the Bronx, Brooklyn, like everybody, you could kind of tell like, oh, shit, like this looks a little crazy over here in certain areas, not all areas. But, you know, in Queens, um, I again, I guess you could say the same thing for Queens. It, it has its areas. But, you know, a lot of the suburb areas do look pretty nice, but like it still goes down. So you made me cry on turn. I was like, oh, shit, wrong turn. I, I know exactly what you mean on that. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> So, like, even, like, coming up underneath that, because I understand uh, Lunchbox Beach was still a thing when you were rapping in the Fire and Ice. But, like, um, so did Fire and Ice Studios come before, like, the SOI Studios? Yeah, yeah. That was, like, way earlier in my career. So, so it's um, two different locations, just so I'm correct. Right, right, right. It was two different locations. Um, Shout out to my man, Bundy Crumb. Um, that's practically like family, a cousin as well. Like Haitians, all Haitians know each other, and we somehow be related so, somehow. But, <laughs> but yeah, not nah, my man Bundy Crumb. Um, you know he was he was ma- man uh he was managing the studio, and he was also managing Nicki Minaj at, w- at one point, as long as uh as long as well as some other artists. And um, you know he just. He just knew me from the neighborhood. Families know each other. He was like, all right, cool. You could work out of here. You good? You the little homie? Throw me, <laughs> throw me in the fire a couple times. Did some street DVDs. Gave me some shout outs. You know, always looked out. So when did the idea come to your head about wanting to form a super group of producers? And then how did it lead to SOI? So, I mean, me and Doe were already like running around and working. So we were kind of already like a team. And then um, my man, Jay Bombay, uh, he was trying to get into music at that time. And, uh, you know, he was he was getting his his feet where he was going to school. He was um, engineering and interning in studios. And then I connected with Beat Butcher just on some random we just chopped it up on twitter and we were like yo from the uk so i was like how did somebody from the uk join us on a super group from the u.s from queens right i just i reached out to him i used to listen to a lot of sean price so i reached out to him because he did a record with sean price i can't remember the name right now which record it was but he did a record with him i showed him some love i didn't even really think he was gonna hit me back he hit me back he was like yo i know i know some of your shit that you should with some of the shit that you did with g unit and uh it was like, so we started chopping it up. You're showing love. And then he ended up coming to the States just to, you know, just do some music out here. We linked up and that's been my boy ever since. So like once, once we got to meet each other and like we always stayed in contact. Yeah. We, we learned from each other, build off each other. It was just like, yo bro, I got this idea of putting this, this, uh, I wanted to be like a Wu-Tang of producers. That was really yeah. my, so that was my idea to put that together. So I had the four of us. I had some ideas of having some other people as well, um, but that never landed. Um, but, you know, it, it's it got plenty of extensions everywhere. A lot of people, a lot of people fall under the SOI umbrella. Because I won't, I won't lie, like before, like I actually found what SOI actually meant. Like I remember seeing Beat Butch, I was like, soy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, have no idea how many people say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wanted to ask because, like, they may hit you like germ, but what's the soy mean? Right, so, right, 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 right. Because, yeah. like, and, and then usually, you know, once I started doing my due diligence, I was like, oh, 
this guy is actually part of a collective with the SOI stuff. So I was like, and then I remember when I stumbled across, because I was one that hey, every time one of my guests appears on my show, I want to look up stuff that they did before. It's kind of weird after. And I stumbled across that Stardom magazine interview that you, Doe, Beat, and Jay did. It's like a three-minute video, but I was like, damn, man, that kind of is like, I kind of wish I watched that before we did. Always because, like, how does somebody, like, did you guys have to do, like, the FaceTime of Beat Butcher a lot while in the studio to actually vibing? Because there's a lot of videos of you guys in that, in um, SOI studio just vibing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think when we did the Stardom Mag uh, interview, that was in bl- uh, Blast Off Studios. Okay. Um, so different, different, way different. Yeah, that was a way different studio, but there is a lot of footage in the SOI studios because, you know, once is I got one of the red walls in it with the red curtains, the, yeah, infamous, okay. the infamous red curtains I'm t- coming out there, too, because I remember, you know, you being a humble person and actually forming SOI now, too. Like, how did you approach like Joe and Jay and beat like to like, yo, I actually want to make this super group of on some routine shit, but like. Like, how did that go? Because, like, there was logos and everything I remember seeing at the time. So I'm like, oh, so these guys were really active at one point now, too. And what happened after that? Oh, you mean this logo? Oh, yeah, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it's fresh. So. <laughs> Word. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I was already in the talks of it with everyone. Like, yo, let's just, like, let's just form this group. And uh, Jay... Jay was like forming a lot of ideas with um well like the logo. My man PNAM's wife, she's a she's a graphic designer. So okay. um she actually designed the logo for us. And um, you know, we, we just everything it was just small steps, you know what I mean? I the, I think the the hardest sell that really wasn't a sell for me uh, was beat butcher because like i said those my cousin jay jay um he grew up across the street from me All you right. know I mean? like i've known him literally since diapers so um you know those those are my brothers so it ain't it wasn't no thing for me to just be like all right cool like let's just do this this group yeah. <laughs> but beat butcher was like you know, we're still getting to know each other and he's all the way in the UK and he already he already had, you know, some placements and his own catalog as well. So technically speaking, he didn't really need to join SOI, you know what I mean? But um, just because of the good relationship that we had and our sounds were somewhat similar. And then once we knew, once we started to to get to know each other, we started feeding off of each other and being like, all right, cool. Like you're like, you got this grungy sound. I got more of this melodic sound. This is how I do this. Oh, that's how you do that. You know what I mean? Like we just started to feed off of each other. And then that's how we kind of like came with this more collective sound through the years. You know what I mean? So have you guys ever produced like a full track with the full SOI team, like produced by SOI as, as opposed to like, you know, you solo, beat solo, dope solo? No. It was always the aim. It was always the aim. The closest thing to that is like the the banks tapes, but you know, obviously it wasn't all us, but um majority. Look, you look at like Cold Corner Two or or 
with V6. Yeah, V a lot of V we had a lot of joints on V6, but you know, yeah. a lot of those tapes we we dominated those tapes. Um but you know, we there was always the aim to get an artist and produce an artist under SOI. And so, like, I was curious now, that is, like, SOI still active at the time, or did everybody just part ways, but the love is still there? Yeah, um, so the love is still there, but um, me and me and Butcher just pretty much waving the flag. Oh, damn, you know, I would have loved to SOI, man, and produce, man, like, yo, like, that's why I had to ask, because, you know, like, they may have been that, like, that one rare gem, it's like, yo, there is actually rare gem out there for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah, man. We'll get, I mean, you never know, it, 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 the right artist, the right um, project, or whatever you know, pull things together. You never know what could happen. Because I think there's a there's a video of like a beat session with like you, Buddha, and Grant's beat on. I was like, yo, like it's kind of crazy to see how far everybody came within that amount of time. Because like you actually, you know, your introduction to G and it was to Marzagotti Fox. But do you think that? If Stack Bundles was like still alive, you would be more introduction to the Riot Squad because I think it was you or your cousin, though, that was the last person to record him while he was alive. Yeah. So um, I believe I could be mistaken here. So don't like quote, quote, quote me. Okay. On. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah just, no, 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 no. I'll put you on. But like this, this footage, this footage of Stack Bundles recording in fire and nice studios and i want to say that that's um the day before or maybe like the week before i kind of want to say it's a few days before that he, he ended up uh passing um but yeah no nah, i believe he was he was coming to the studio heavily so i believe like we would have definitely been working and you know shout out to bino Bino always shows me a lot of love anytime I run into him. So, you know, I was supposed to. Bino was trying to set up some um some work with me and Chinks right before Chinks passed away. Like I didn't I didn't hop on the ball fast enough. It was like a month before. I think Chinks was working on something. And he was like, yo, bro, like get send, give me some beats so we can get it to Chinks. And uh, you know, he ended up passing as well. See, like, for somebody like you, I'm not too sure what, like, area you grew up, like, sorry, what um, year you grew up in. I don't want to put you on the spot, though. But, like, you know, growing up, you know, I'm pretty sure the G-Unit, Shady Aftermath era had a big impact on you. For somebody who, like, produced for Yayo and, you know, Lloyd Banks, you know, you're pretty humbled because I ain't going to lie, my G, if I was you, my first record of G-Unit with Yayo, uh, Max being French Montana, I would be a cocky as hell. But it shows that <laughs> I will I'll, I'll be talking my shit all day, but it just shows the type of individual you are because, like, I had to find that. I remember you had to bring that up. I'm like, oh, word, really? So I was curious, like, what brings that humbleness, like, to your character? Because it's very rare we see that now. I mean, I mean, I've, I've always been that way. I was, I was, I had a good upbringing. You know, my family was always there for me, always told me to be humble. But, you know, I will talk my shit if I got to talk my shit. Oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty, I'm like, yeah man, I'm going to try to watch every interview you did, man. I'm like, yo, this guy humble as hell, man. Like, yo, you just pop some yeah, shit. Lot, you know, a lot of people sometimes be like, yo, bro, you be too humble. But at the end of the day, like, if it calls for me to talk that way, then I'm going to talk that way. But for the most part, that's not really 
that's not really in my character to do so because I think the work speaks for itself. I don't I don't need to like uh boast and do anything just to sell you sell you the germ. Oh yeah, of course. You know now, I heard a lot of wild stories about this gentleman. I, I remember he had a mixtape. I forget what, what it was with who kid, though. He's right in front of a Maserati. Maserati Fox, though. Like, yo, I heard this guy was a wild man. I ain't going to lie, though. So, like, I was going to say, how was it being in the studio session with somebody of that stature? Because, like, I remember he was, like, G-Unit's, like, capo at the time. <laughs> word, word, word. No, Fox was definitely... He was definitely a dumb out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, anytime, a lot of my interaction with Fox uh, was always, it was always jokes. It was always good energy. Never, never anything bad or anything like that. I've definitely seen him turn up, but, you know, just as far as me, <laughs> he had, he had a lot of love for Doe. You know what I mean? Doe, he put Doe under his wing and, uh, and anytime that I would run into him, if he was in the Fire and Ice studio, he just knew me as Doe's cousin. He'd be like, he'd look at me, he'd give me a smile, and be like, what up, nigga? You know? You're Doe's boy, what up, guy, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but he always showed love. And then Doe, Doe actually got me, I want to say it was the, uh, I don't remember which tape it was. It was a street mix. I want to say it was the first dumb out first dumb out um mixtape that fox did because it wasn't his it wasn't his solo tape it was a dumb out tape and i think i had the intro to that like doe had set that up for me as well like i was just sending doe some beats kind of the same way that he did the um the yayo record with french and uh and max i just sent him something just to check it out and then he ended up playing it and then placed it for me and then and then got that record done for me but uh, but yeah, nah. Shout shout to Fox, R.P. Fox. Um, R.P. Fox. Fox. Now, do you think like an artist like him trying to tra transition from the street to a full time artist would have been successful? Because like, you know, there was a time where I remember G. You know, was trying to put Hot Rod out. You know, the Mason didn't work out. Spider Lokin didn't work out. So, what do you think if? Fox would have kept, you know, up his grind. Where do you think he would be? Like, do you think he would have released around the time, like, Blood Money or Rotten Apple? Or you think it would be sometime after if he was still consistent? I'm trying to, like, link up the timelines. I feel like yeah, Fox right, right, yeah, right. I'm trying to, I think that it was after Rotten Apple, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, let's just say, you know, he would have kept up his grind. I think, I think he would have been, you know, he would have made a lot of noise. He made a he would have made a a stamp in some in this in the queen scene in the hip hop underground scene, the street music. Well, I, scene, you know what I, mean? I remember seeing like that name. I was like, Yo, Maserati Fox. I was like, Yo, just that name alone. It's like, Yo, I need to hear what this guy has to say. I want friend because I remember that demo tape. So I was like, Yo, like, yo, spider, like, yo, your spider. You know, he tried to charge me for an interview. So my bad, but yo. Spider, get spider look out here. We should have had Maserati Fox where spider look was at. But I'm just gonna leave it right there. I doubt Spider will see us though. Say that again. Sorry, I didn't. I, didn't catch I, that I doubt Spider Loke will see us though. So yeah, it's, oh, it's, oh. like I was curious now too because I understand like you have your own solo discography now too. But like, so I remember checking out Destiny to Riches, man. And some of the artists on there, you know, is it Cali Pop? Yo, 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 Cali Pop. Yo, yo, this guy right here made me a fan right here. So Cali Pop, you watch it, take this matter right here. 
Nah, shout out to my girl, Pat, my home, my home girl, Callie Pop. She's she's an alien, bro. She's like, no, really, really, <laughs> I was gonna say, she's she really, really She's actually from Canada. She's from Montreal. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that's on the way. That's on the opposite side from us. But like, so like, when I checked out Destiny to Riches, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this was like, I didn't expect this. I was expecting like, you know, some like underground, you know, gravity beach. But I was like, yo, this is an R&B thing here. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah. But it also shows like the durability of you as a producer now too, because you don't want to stay in a one lane, you know, it's like, oh, I'll only make one type of beat, you know. So with Destiny to Riches though, like, curious like what what inspires a project like that too knowing like you know you work with like you know quote-unquote street artists and lyricists like you know davies banks and you know we get to that it's like whoa this is new but it's good it's good because it can put people on with me to new actual fans so what's the process with making an album like destiny to riches um you know the aim was really just to showcase my producer abilities you know what i mean like i've always I've always um, held myself to high standards in saying that I'm a real producer. You know what I mean? A lot of beat makers call themselves producers. And it's really two different things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just make beats. I'm in the studio with the artists and we're really building these records and I'm producing these records. Um, and like I told you in the last interview, you know, I'm, I could do the boom back street shit in my sleep. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I've been doing a lot of different styles and a lot of different things since I've been putting music out in general. It just, we just didn't have the right artist to do it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I got to a point where I was just like, I really need to showcase my capabilities as a producer and really showcase the people around me. Cause everybody on that, on that album is people that, that are at arms at arm's length, you know what I mean? Are all my homies, people that I believe in, people that I mess with. And um yeah, man, I just I just really wanted to show people the other side of the journey. Right, you definitely did now too, because I was expecting I'm like, okay, hey, I had my like, you know, Cody ears on, and then when I heard it, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you know, you gotta hear this with different ears right now. Tracks are truly appreciated now too. Because with an artist, so with a producer of your stature now too, I think it pushes you like creatively to actually make records like that too. So did I hit the ball with that one? Say that again? I'm sorry. Like question creative, like question creatively, like to actually make records like that, that we hit the ball on that one? Like did that project push me creatively is what you're asking? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I think a lot of people that I've had conversations with about that album always tell me that the energy of that album feels like really really good i feel like they always say nothing there's no record that sounds the same yeah. um, everything has its own space every artist every artist is able to be themselves but still the project sounds cohesive and and sh- and has a certain sonic to it you know what i mean it all messes bad compilation right right Right. So now nah, it would definitely it definitely pushed me in to as a producer and and to bring my creativity to another level, because, you know, making a project is is a whole nother beast. Like it, like you just said, it's not a compilation of songs like 
if you really pay attention, like it's really a story. Anytime that I do a project, my projects, or if I'm working with an artist, um, I try to tell a story. So like Destiny to the Riches is really, it goes from, um, it goes from a dark place to a place of happiness, which is most of the time what a lot of my projects end up being, you know what I mean? Like, it is it spontaneous up, how that happens or just kind of the way it like it goes sometimes? Uh, I think the, not that I think the vision was to be that, but ultimately like a lot of songs that happened before the idea was, was just like, okay, this fits in this, this, oh, this connects here and this can work like this. You know what I mean? So, um, it was, it was just a great experience. Like me and my homie, just, uh, we always talk about that album in that year. Cause, uh, we had destiny to riches. I think I dropped last. So it was my homegirl. We just talked about it. We talked about Callie. She dropped her project neon. And then I executive produced my boy just album, uh, the butterfly effect. And then we went into my album. So like, it was a good run for like months. We had a, like a lot of eyes and it was just a good, it was just good. Like everybody who's ever came to SOI studios, if they were just, if they were helping to create or if they were just vibing, they were just, you, you remember that time period, 2018, 2019, you remember that time period. Cause I remember uh, looking up the dates and I was like, yo, this guy dropped just when I came into the game. But when going back to SOI studios, mm-hmm. you don't got to say a name if you don't want it, but I'm going to ask. Who was the artist that was puking everywhere during the one session? You're like, yo, I can't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not built for this right here. Who's the artist puking everywhere? He was drunk as hell. I remember you said it, but you didn't say the name. You don't have to say the name if you don't want. No, nah, I'm really trying to remember now because I I remember the story vaguely, but I really don't remember the, the artist now. Uh, was this at SOI Studios or Fire and Ice? I really don't even remember. <laughs> the like I'm not even lying. Like I would tell you, oh, yeah, I, no, I, I can't tell the name, but um, I really don't even remember. So like. You know, coming into SOI Studios now, too, because I remember seeing, like, you know, clips, and it didn't look like, you know, you guys were playing around. There wasn't no place to, you know, come around and smoke and chill. Like, you guys actually got to work now, too. So how was it, you know, being young and actually, you know, having order? You know, because if you don't have order, what do you have? Like, actually have an order. Like, you know, we're actually going to do this. We're not going to here to screw around. Was it the placements that you already had that gave you the drive? Or is it the ones that you were aiming for that gave you the drive? To get the room? Yeah. No, no, no. To keep the order, like, of actually producing it and not just going there and go having the room to smoke. Oh, and shit. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. No, nah, like, listen, I'm militant and shit. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you paid attention. Like, I pointed to you when you said, like, creating order. Like, I got a group of people who, who hate the fact that I use that word so much. But, you know, ultimately there's no successful story without order. You know what I mean? Like, um, in that studio, I didn't have a TV. I didn't have video games. At one point I did, but I didn't put it in there, but, uh, okay. (laughs) Right. But, um, but yeah, we got that, I got that up out of there, but ultimately, you know, like when we get in that studio, it's to work. I don't want any distractions. If you're going to be in that room, either you're contributing or you're just chilling and you need to just chill. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's not in a disrespectful sense or, or like um, me being like 
yeah, it's just not me being a dick, but it's just oh, like yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're we're being we're we're here to work. So, um, and you know, before SOI Studio was SOI Studios, it was actually Lunchbox Beat Studios because I had that room twice. So basically, you had to back for like three years, right? And then you actually ended up getting that same. Where it was like, yeah, I don't know how this room sounds. Right, right, yeah. So it was it just lucked out, and I was just like. Cool. And the infamous red curtains, that was PNAM's idea. So he hung them up and then they stayed with the next person who had it. And then I got it back. They were still there. Shout out to my man, uh, my man Reyes. He had the room. He actually just let it go. But um, I was going to ask if you guys actually still have it now. No, 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 no. I, don't, I got rid of that studio. You Isn't know, it- some, things, some things you outgrow. Like, you know I'm what I mean? Ask. You know, I just. It was. I had a lot of memories, a lot of good times, a lot of a lot of great artists came through that came through that that uh, that studio. But you know, you know, you just want to level up in times, you know. Well, cause the reason why I asked that too, because like from what I could find on YouTube, you know, there's bits and clips of you guys, you know, doing interviews, working and chilling in there. So there was documentation. But do you have like you know footage or you know documentation that we never saw that with that room? Because like it's like what you said, there's a lot of people that can't. I think like Don Pablo was made in there from Davies, you know, like Banks came in there fly fly like the wind. So like, how many of these moments have you documented? But you just never put out. You just have them sitting there just for one day. It's like you know, what? I wasn't gonna put a documentary out. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of footage. I personally don't have a lot of footage. Okay. At that time, I didn't have a camera. You know, I was going to say you went to man up the camera because I remember even on your YouTube, you're like, you're making beats. And I was like, oh, whatever. He was the one documenting a lot of these things. Yeah. Like a lot of that shit, I shoot myself, but that's in my home studio. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah, at that time I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a camera. So I wasn't really in control of filming anything in the studio. Um, but you know. Yeah, we, I did not even just Don Pablo, you know, I was engineering and, and, uh, helping the Dave E situation get to where it was before he got to Def Jam and while he was in Def Jam, um, in the beginning stages. So I did the Hate Me Now album. Um, I recorded and engineered that whole tape and as well as Kyrie Chanel. Uh, I don't think I'm credited on the streaming platforms but um I are you Elliot Wilson if you you watch you'll get my guys credit right here come on y'all <laughs> niggas are slacking like come on That's yeah what for I, real. because like I'm... if they're like me every time I see a producer I mean sorry like a song I'll click like the little album cover and on title it shows you like the credits down to right. the end of the year. right right yeah no it's important you know what I mean but um yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta fix that one of these. I gotta reach out to the label and see what's up with that. Yeah, because yo, like, what the hell, yo? So, yeah. one of the things that I like to say now when I put two and two together, I was like, I wonder if he inspired this name because he's still running with this name today. You know, on Kyrie Chanel, you produced Don Pablo. Mm-hmm. And as Dave East's career went on, you know, he started adopting the alias Pablo. You know, mm-hmm. he dropped the joint mixtape with Millie, uh, Blanco, and Pablo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you kind of put that connection together? I was like, damn, this guy's kind of running with, like, the name of the title of the song that I, that I produced. Like, did you put that connection together? 
did I put the connection together that like still- gave him the Don Pablo name? I don't want to say that you gave him the name, but do you think that that song inspired his alias? Oh yeah, no, without doubt, with with no doubt, yeah, no, that's 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 a no brainer. That's easy. <laughs> that alias Don Pablo stems from our song, but you know, you know that that's his brainchild. That was, you know, him writing and and coming up. Uh, I think, I think uh, the Narco season had just came out. So you know, um, Pablo Escobar was a thing at that time. So you know, <laughs> so, so like, made on Don Pablo after Curry Chanel, because like I was gonna ask you now too, since you know, I would like to say that you know, if we didn't have that Don Pablo track, I don't think he would be calling himself Pablo. So has he reached out after Curry Chanel? Because I know he's on um Destiny to the Richards. Dave. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. Nah, um, we haven't worked in a little while. But you know, I was just talking to Buddha. I was just talking to Buddha of the future the other day when we were talking about getting some stuff done with Dave. So, you know, at any time, at any time it can get done. Dave is the homie. I'm so proud of Dave. And you know, yeah, no, I was working with Dave, like I said, from before Hate Me Now, like the build up to Hate Me Now. So, you know, you know, I had a big part in his career and you know, it's kind of crazy how like you could see someone you know that you, you know that you believed in from the start, then like years later it's like, oh, this guy's playing nothing, man. Word, word. But he he always talked about doing like acting and shit like that, so it was dope to see him do that shit. Actually, like you know, because you had those conversations, and it's like, whoa, like he actually did it. Like so, yeah, it's yeah. Good. yeah. No, nah, it was dope because I think. He did he did a Netflix movie. I think that was his first role. And then I think he had some success with that. Um and then he landed uh, the Wu Tang. The, the Wu Tang joint. But I feel like he did another joint as well that I can't remember. I'm trying to think now too, because I remember I seen him in something else besides uh American Tale, but it ain't coming to me. Yo, Dave, yo, bye bye. You're obviously seeing this. But um <laughs> but what it also is crazy now too. I don't know if you had connections with Vado back in the day. Nah, I didn't have any connections with Vado back in the day, but uh, but anytime that I see Vado, like, I, anytime that I see Vado, he always shows love, but it usually tends to be, like, just chilling. I don't even know that he puts together that I'm the germ. I don't even really know that he knows that, but... <laughs> hey, you never know, though. He's like, oh, it's the germ right there. Right, right, right. But anytime that I see him, you know, if I'm chilling with Banks, that's usually when I see him, if he's with Banks, um... You know, he says what up, show some love. We have good conversation. So shout out to Vado. But what also I find kind of crazy now, too, because it kind of everything that revolves full circle now, too, because, you know, you working with Banks, you working with Dave. Two sides, I'm pretty sure they didn't even know each other when you were first working with Dave East. Mm-hmm. But, you know, years later, they formed the council with um, Vado, Dave East, and Banks now, too. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, wait, I remember because I wasn't around, but were there talks of an actual supergroup of Banks, Fabulous, Avado, and Jewels? Because I remember there was talks of that supergroup on Hip Hop DX. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. I feel like it was like a lot of like speculation. I don't think it was a real conversation. If it was, it was very short lived. Um, but I yeah, I, I do remember. Dama, the, 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 
there is no competition too. And Fabulous added that remix to Bieber, Benz and Bennett, Feud and Defile. More it's like, hey, yo, what the hell, yo? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that time. That would have been that would have been an ill that would have been an ill group. It would have been before Slaughterhouse. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. See, that's what that's what actually made me actually want to reach out to about the history of SOI now too because. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just, I love Wu-Tang. Maybe I love super groups, but um, I love when four people, just strictly four individuals come together and make a super group, you know, like Slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. SOI. You know, there's a lot of groups like that now too, but to actually be consistent with it and no egos is very rare now too. Cause I remember seeing on your website now too, every time when somebody from SOI would get credited now too, they would always bring up the collective now too. Like this, B Butcher, when he got um credited on a rather you, it's me. They're like, oh, he's part of the production duo named SOI with the Jerem, Joe Pesci, Jane Bombay now, too. So, mm-hmm. when other members are getting placements now, too. You know, most people, if they don't have a strong real minded, they'll be like, oh, that should have been me. That should have been me. But what keeps you like that, knowing that, you know, you guys encourage each other now, too? Because that's what screwed up Dipset. I don't understand nothing to do with the conversation, but that's what screwed up Dipset was ego. So mm-hmm. what the no ego play coming to mind too when your other team members are getting big placements like uh you know that's usually the downfall for a lot of a lot of super groups, like you said. But you know, I think just for me personally, seeing my homie, seeing my brother win, if I'm already attached to it, I'm gonna elevate with it regardless if i'm attached to it or not so like you look at like beat butcher right um the he's working he's been doing a lot of work with griselda right if i go to la because he lives in la now um if i go to la and we're working on something there's nothing for me to sit there and have a griselda joint you know it's happened and nothing has come out but we have records you know what i mean and a lot of other artists as well so like if I'm working with somebody, I know I can reach out to him and then we'll plant that seed and, you know, we'll we'll grow like that. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no reason to sit there and be selfish um, mm-hmm. because, you know, if we're if we're really in this together, if I get a look, cool, I caught this look right now. We're going to sit there and get the next one together. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or I'll plug you and you get your own. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's always it's always everybody looking out for each other and really just trying to to make um, this sound in this and this unity be known and have 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 it be known because if for me forming the group was really like how can I say this all right so in New York right. I feel like the problem with New York is that New York doesn't have a sound. You know what I mean? Like we lost what our sound is, right? Like, so even if we wanted to like stay with what we know, it doesn't get the love because everybody's always chasing what everybody else is doing. New York doesn't try to sound like New York anymore, you know, but for, for me, SOI was making a stamp and being like, all right, cool. This is the SOI sound. So y'all got to come to us to come get that. You know what I mean? Yo, now that you say that now, too, it kind of puts it in perspective now, too, because once again, 
things are coming full circle when I say this. You working at banks, you know, the G unit shady aftermath, you know, G unit. And mm-hmm. beat what too, what I noticed when I really got tapped into him was um the Shady album they did with Griselda. Um, what would Sheen Gun do? I was like, Dad, no, this guy is all produced by Beat Butcher, and then Con- and then uh, West Sides came out all produced by Beat Butcher, and then Conway had like, I think like five or six by Beat Butcher, but Beat Butcher with Shady, another full circle moment now too, because like when something like that happens now too, like do you like sit back and realize like it does come full circle for your team sometimes now too, because it's like, damn, yo, SOI, we did well. You know, shady and G unit. Like, did you did you ever put that together sometimes? Um, maybe not shady and G unit, but it, I feel like, of course, it's an extension. But yeah. yeah, like, like in retrospect and looking back now, um, a lot of a lot of music, if it, if it isn't us collectively working on again, if it's yeah. or if it's me or if it's Doe, oh, you know what I mean, like. A lot of people's careers have a tie to SOI, like Stack, wow. Nikki, uh, French, Jay Z, Beyonce. Uh, we can just go down the list. At some, at some way, in some way, uh, some way, shape, or form, SOI has a hand in a a, a hand in an extension in a lot of people's careers, and and building a lot of people's careers as well. Yeah. You know, so you know we've been putting in work a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, um, when that happens now, too, like, you know, they all another part of SOI history now, too, you played a big part in now, too. Fly in the wind. You brought that up last time we spoke now, too. Right. But after, I didn't actually ask it during the first time, but after you brought that up, I was like, damn, I think that was the second G Unit Dipset collab that right. happened. Right. Right. Right, that was Beamer Benzamelli was first, and then that was the first unit, the, the second D unit and Dipset collaboration. That's why, like, when it happened, it was, it was so ill. It was, was so. Time. Yeah, I remember. You know, DJs were playing it in the clubs. It was playing. It was spinning on the radio, and you know, I didn't have the status that I have now. So, like, catching a look like that so early. Yeah, it was crazy. You know what I mean. Nah, I'm still impressed, cool. Banks, that you never include that on the album. Like, what the hell, yo? Man, you know, it happens. It's all good. But but it's there, though. That's what I mean, though. It's there for the history because... Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, they should That's why speaking on it now is important because, you know, like, it isn't listed that I that I, that I I produced that, you know, and it's, it's not on YouTube. Movie. But they know, like, produced by the gym on it. Right, right, right. No, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on, it's on like my mixtapes or wherever it is, but it isn't on streaming platforms. I don't believe it's on streaming platforms. No, it's not. Trust me. So, you know, but he says, trust me. I look. <laughs> <laughs> trust me. I look too. <laughs> Dude, that's a dope record. I get a lie. Like, even the like X Men, like, somebody commented on um, our last interview, like, yo, it's really dope. Sorry about the X Men record. And I didn't put two and two together until I actually went back and looked it up. I'm like, oh, I remember I thought this was going to be for the Logan soundtrack because he had the Wolverine for the right, cover right. too. But you know those, you know those joints that you produce now too. I was curious that if you would ever push them up like on a vinyl or something, not to sell, 
but just for something for you to have as an archive to know what you've done in this game. So I'll have a vinyl press up? Yeah, but not not to sell. Right, 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 right. Just in case, you know, we don't know if the internet's going to last forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely do that. I would because, definitely. Honestly, I'm not going to lie, because there, there may be a time where they do may do a music purge on YouTube now, too. And records like Fly in the Wind may be lost forever now, too. But, you know, you probably have it on your hard drive. But, like, oh, yeah. you know, for a documentary... Because, you know, maybe in 20 years, we don't know what the future holds now, too. Because, like, if you look at the history between G-Unit and Dipset, like, I don't know if you saw this now, too. But when Dipset was coming up, did you notice, like, the rise of Bloods in New York? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm not the only one who noticed that now, too. But did you notice that the music started influencing others in the community as opposed just just in the music? Like you've seen that rise of the bloods now too. I mean that always goes hand in hand. You, you think know? so? It to a certain extent. Like, I mean, you know, Jim, Jim and you know, certain people in that camp was associated with bloods. And if those people are gonna be around in your camp and you're feeding off of that energy and you you're telling those stories, yeah, as you rise, the name or whatever group is gonna rise as well, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? It might not be in 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 uh in in the eyes view. You know what I mean? But it will happen. Now, I also wanted to notice now too, because like you know, this man puts out quality. This guy was putting out you know independent projects before they were labeled independent projects now too. But with Lloyd Banks now too finishing up his Cody series now too. What's it like knowing that you have placements on his like official like fifth, sixth, and four, sorry, four, fifth, and sixth studio album as opposed to your classic mixtape George Guys Honestly, it doesn't really feel much different. Okay, I'm, I was gonna say some type of different feeling. I was like, it's just like, hey man, that's my guy right there. The only feeling that's different is like it's like, I don't want to say relief, but let's just say joy and relief that it's finally on streaming platforms and it's not considered a mixtape. Because realistically, those mixtapes, all the... Their albums. Yeah, these, all the... These, yeah, V6, um, you know, Cold Corner 2, V6, all the drama tapes, all those tapes, like all that is original, is original work. It's only before the Five and Better series some of those some of those records were original records, but some of those records were uh remixes. He took to other people's beats and he spit on yeah. them. But so, yeah. everything from Cold Corner 2 that people consider mixtapes are albums. Let's just not let's not even like fake the funk. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, like just because it's on that piff or mymixtapes.com doesn't mean that it's a mixtape. Those were original pieces of yeah. work. Those were full there was albums. no DJ screaming on it. Right, right. Like, even with dramas now, too, like, I noticed now, even with the drama tapes, like, the first one, I don't think there was DJ drama, like, even on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, I always, I always love the, the DJ versions, but I, I sometimes <laughs> I hate them. I'm just like, yo. DJ for dramas, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, cool. That's why I loved, I loved when he ended up putting out the album without drama. You know, shout to drama. Ain't no, you know, ain't no shade to drama, but oh, yeah, like, sometimes people don't want to hear the record brought back 
five times. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And they don't want nobody screaming. They just want to vibe to the music. You know what I mean? So it's dope that you get to get both worlds. DJ, who kid used to be on? Yo, who kid, man? You ruined a who lot kid, of my <laughs> Who kid used to go crazy? <laughs> oh, God. Who kid just dropped the goddamn song already, man? Come on, but, man. But I will say that that created an energy. So like what drama does, what who kid does, those are like, those are, those are pieces of history. Those are moments in history. Like, you know, when you hear who kid started yeah. taking, you know what it's going to be. Yeah. Right. You know, when drama starts talking, you know what drama is, you know, when DJ Khaled starts talking, you know, so it, it definitely adds to the energy and the feel of the records. So, you know, I think that is it's important as well. So, like, back to what we were saying now, too, like, you know, it's you're, we believe that it's on streaming platforms now, too. So, I was curious now, too, when actually making a complication, now, or sorry, like, a, like an album like Destiny to the Riches now, too, how come, like, there's no one, like, you know, like, from SOI actually co-producing with you on? But, but maybe I just didn't read the credits properly. Um, like, no, come, there is... No, uh, no J, no Beat Butcher. Doe, Doe's on there. Credited, like credited Doe. I think Doe should be credited. Oh, like, you know how, like, they do, like, featuring? Like, they don't, like, they're on producer, but they're still, like, named as an artist, like, featuring Doe. Oh, yeah, no, I did. I just, I just didn't do that. I just didn't name them. If you go on the credits, but they're on there. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that, that Jay is on that album. Um, and I don't believe that beat butchers on there but doe's on there and buddha and grands is on there now buddha and grounds did that latest uh i think they did the latest uh eastern uh drama mixtape didn't they book of david yeah. yep 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 i've seen that name somewhere now too because I, I was like yo i remember that that uh beat section that y'all did a beat on and boots and ground I'm like yo why does this name seem so familiar that's what you yeah, just said. Uh, like if we if we backtrack and we're talking about super super groups, you know what I mean? Like SOI was already a thing, but we we me and Buddha had the idea of taking it further and then uh, having it being SOI, Buddha and Grands, V Don, Doe. Well, Doe's part of SOI, but um extension of SOI. Right, but it was gonna be the Legion of Boom. So that was supposed oh. to be our name. So it was supposed to be like a real, real big super group. Oh, yo, 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 Legion of Boom, yo. You were VR, just the names alone that you guys had alone. V, you know, Buddha and Grass, Germ, you know, Beat, but yo, that shivers over here. Because, yo, yo how, come I, how come that never happened? Man, everybody's just running around doing their own thing. And like I said, like we didn't, nobody sat down at the time to be like, yo, let's just make this tape. And just like focus on the artists that we're that we're either trying to build or that we have extension to that we have extension to. But, you know. A lot of the artists that we work with. That we're on, you know what I mean, like to get them to to actually do the record or to like sign off of the record at, when we didn't have the status that we had was, was a lot was a lot harder. You know what I mean? But um, would you be open to it? it? Huh? Would you be open to the idea of doing a compilation album? 
No, I'm actually Legion of Boom. Oh, hey. Man, those are my brothers. Like, what? I seen. Yeah, I seen sure. you, know, you said that. I kind of want a Legion of Boom now album now too. Nah, that would be that would be stupid. Honestly, like, like when it comes to like Banks or Dave or like anybody that I was involved with, if I was to ever be involved as an executive producer, um, not that I would. My aim would be to create with my homies. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I would love for it to be uh, two or three joints from Germ, Doe, Butcher, Boudin, Grands, V-Don, uh, my homie A-List. Um, but yeah. a Calcum project, y'all, come on, y'all saying it. You know what I mean? Like, it would be it would be dope because there's a lot of talented producers and we all know each other you know yeah, that's right that's that will make it all collective now too because y'all can feed off each other's energy it's like yo i made this one then you get expired from that one and go off to the other it's like so i would hey yo yo please dave yo vod are you watching yo can you get these guys to produce the council album please <laughs> that would be dope man but yo there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes that are like the new blood that's that's doing the thing. Obviously, you know, you've had cartoon on a couple of times, um, you know, from the, all the, all the producers from the, the, the Cody three album. So like, there's a lot of people making, making um, a lot of noise right now and, and doing their thing. So. What a new, new artist in this underground Renaissance that you've been paying attention to. Cause like. Esty Knack just did an album of V-Don and like three weeks after it was Naxo with Griselda. So like who's like the artist like of that statue that you know in this underground that you've been checking out? Honestly, bro, I really, I haven't been checking for nobody like that, bro. Oh, really? Okay. okay. I really just been just focused on Cali Pop, uh, my boy June Since July, formerly known as Just the Essence. Um, uh who else i've been working with my homeboy star jello from queens um those your artists huh those your artists not star jello uh just in cali pop yeah they like my artists yeah so do you have a label yet or are you just you know it's just kind of you're producing them and um artists yeah, them. Just, yeah it's just we're just producing them and developing them would um, you ever consider doing um an album? I mean, sorry, a label? Yeah, I would, but, you know, for me, like, when, when it comes to order and doing things correctly, I would want to, I wouldn't want to just be like, oh, yeah, I got a label, because I could sit there in front right now and be like, yeah, SOI's a label. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? SOI's been established as a record company. It is an established company, but um for me to sit there and say that I'm signing people, you know, that's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. It isn't just producing. Like if I'm signing someone, then I need to make sure that they have shows. I need to make sure that they have management and uh, artist development past the studio. Um, you know, that's it's a lot of work. It's not something to play with. You know, I never want to sit there and play with anybody's career. Um, I think that when I'm in the studio, I think that's why a lot of people aside from the humbleness a lot why a lot of people fuck with me is because i pride myself on making sure that i treat them the way that i want to be treated in the studio because you know i started out rapping i still do my own music and uh you know i know what irks people 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, if I'm ever going to level up and do something like that, I need to make sure that I have, I need the the right pieces and the right people around me because it's not something that I can do myself. So yeah, I like how that answer is now too, because you could have easily just said, well, I have the, I have the discography. So, you know, it's easy, but it's like what you said now too. You want to do it correctly. You just don't want to just be like half-assing it. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's one thing to do it in the past and then yeah. it gets swept under the rug. Like now I got a name for myself and it's, it's funny. I was having, <laughs> speaking that I have a name for myself, we was, uh, I forgot who I was having the conversation with, but anyway, I was having a conversation with somebody and I was like, yo, I'm legit. Like some, not, I don't want to say famous, but I have eyes on me now in different oh, yeah, ways so because, <laughs> because I showed up, uh, my live showed up showed up as a YouTube short when uh, when I was at the Banks album listening event. Oh, um, somebody clipped that and put it as a short. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So now I gotta start moving different. You know what I mean? Because before I used to, I used to do that shit all the time. I never really think nothing of it. But like now, everybody's like, oh, okay, all right. Now we got sneak peek. All right, gotta make sure. <laughs> real quick, so put it on my channel. Like, yeah, right, right, right. right. You know, so yeah, no, I just you gotta move correct, man. So like even like with that now too, like moving correct now too, you know, from somebody who's been working with banks for as long as you have now too, it shows the respect that you two have for each other now too, because you know, he could have just did that one joint with you on cold corner too. And it's like I peace, but you know, you guys maintained a professional relationship throughout, you know, since you first found each other now too, to up into his latest album now too. Mm -hmm. so seeing from how he went from his career not knowing if he was going to keep doing this to him giving us his most introspective album now too what's that like from a fan's perspective not from your producer yet, but from right 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 because it's different when you listen to your producer right right no it's it's ill it's ill i was having a conversation with somebody the other day and it was, <laughs> it's like uh, it was one of my homies from high school, and I remember I remember getting the uh, Get Rich or Die Trying album three days before it came out. Oh shit! Because okay. I used to have uh, they used to be like, this, <laughs> yeah, you basically you uh, CD guy from in the hood. He used to just always get shit early, so I got that shit like two or three albums early. I mean, I'm sorry, two or three days early, and I brought it. You know, I brought it to school. Was listening to it. I was a big Banks fan. Um, so just going going from that and then working with them, linking with them, working with them, and then continuing the work is just is dope. Never would have thought that it would have happened like that. Never would have thought it would have happened like that. The show that your dreams do come true. Absolutely. All you got to do is sit there and, and stick with it and be consistent. That's like, if anybody's, pursuing anything any type of project uh dream uh any type of entrepreneur venture like be like be disciplined but uh, the other side of discipline is consistency because when discipline runs out consistency will take you where you need to go do sometimes because i know you're a very humble person out too but sometimes like when you're just by yourself, you like listen to some of the records that you've done in the past. It's like, 
damn, yo, my dreams really came true from this. Yo, like, I say that shit all the time. Like, it's cr- it's dope to have plaques. It's dope to get paid. Um, but like when I get when we put music out and I get people reaching out to me from Dubai, Africa, uh, China, Australia, like people I have no business talking to, telling me that my production changed their life. You know what I mean? Like that's really dope. You know, one of my homies, uh, one of my homies, um, through Jis, you know, he uh you know, he ended up doing some time before I actually had a relationship with him. He was uh, when he got out, he was telling me how like a lot of my beats was helping him get through his bid. So just for somebody to tell you, tell you that you're giving them strength through your music is is dope and, and so humbling. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really like what I aim to do. You know what I mean? Like I when I'm producing it's really therapeutic and it's a way for me to deal with my own shit. You know what I'm saying? So if my own shit helps somebody else, then, you know, then my job is done. You know what I mean? I like how you, I like how you said that, that now too, because, you know, sometimes when I start thinking about my dad, I start, you know, I play showers, you know, and with that production, just that sample alone, it's just like, it's very soothing. And just mm-hmm. with the lyrics alone, because no artist ever, if that were just not capella, I wouldn't have the connection as I would to it as I would to it now. Mm-hmm. But when I hear that music, I mean, so when I hear that song "Showers" now too, I can't help but almost cry because it's just like yo, it just it takes me there. It just it's one of those beats that I would. It's one of those beats that will forever live with me mm. as the significance of that record and how it helped me since the short time it came out. But like. And just the bars that sometimes hit you like home, like wish that they can live forever. It's like, yo, yeah, you know? but yo, but that production, yo, it definitely helped my you. So I appreciate nah, it. That's that's love, man. I'm I'm so glad that you were able to connect with that record like that. And uh, you know, like when I made it, I had the same similar type of feeling prior to Banks getting on it. Like, you know, um I was I was just watching a uh uh I feel like I already saw this clip already, but basically it was Alchemist. He was in the studio. He was talking and um, he was saying that he was talking to one of his friends who was a painter. And he and he basically asked his friend, when does when do you know that you're done creating? Like when when is your painting complete? And his friend said uh, when it makes when he can step back and look at it and 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 get emotional about it. And I, I totally understand that because as a producer, I can always constantly add more and more and more. And sometimes you can get lost in that. And sometimes, you know, uh, that can be a producer's downfall. The fact that you don't leave space for an artist to do what they need to do. Um, But most of the times where I either step back because it's intentional or whether I'm just like, just in the zone, the moment that I feel it, whether it's like whether my vision is complete or whether it was I just got smacked with the whole vision because sometimes <laughs> I could just I could just be just creating with no vision I could just be adding things as I go along and then I could just sit back and be like whoa okay now I understand what this is and there's been times where yeah I'll cry yeah 
I'm going to put on a grungy face and be like, oh, shit, God damn, like this shit is crazy. You know what I mean? Like the moment that that emotion comes into place and I and I feel it is is when I know that that it's done. So it's it's like I said in the last interview, like when I say that you feel it in your chest, my intention is to make sure you feel it in your chest. It isn't just about making you cry or like feeling um the heartfelt shit it could be anything it could be happiness it could be anger but as long as you feel it that's my that's my aim it's never to make your head nod it's just to make sure that you're feeling my shit pause <laughs> yeah no yeah of course but pause are acceptable but like <laughs> but like but like i know what you mean by that now too because like sometimes like you just need that uplifting record or to hear somebody else going through what you're going through with the same, with a beautiful backdrop, that's what changes everything. It can fix somebody's entire day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to work, like, I didn't want to go to work a couple of days ago. I played that song. I was like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, anything goes wrong, man, just go back and listen to your music because the music is the one thing that's never going to leave. Right. I, I know right. that sounds fucked up, though, but everybody dies. No, yeah. It, every, listen, when, when my time comes, long down the road and somebody can look back and be like yo but that dude germ did this and that sound was crazy and he influenced the blah 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 and like that's dope that's the dope shit you know what i mean the fact that i can sit there and create i can create an experience off of my experience and my emotions and somebody can can be moved and feel it it whether it's the same or from or from a different uh different perspective or a different angle because just because you know you talk about your dad um you know i lost my i lost my father when i was young and i know i know what it is to be um be moved by certain things i've been in the studio with certain i'm not going to say no names but i've been in the studio with other producers and 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 friends and I'll be making a beat and I'll turn around and they're crying. You know what I mean? So like I know what it is to to, to feel that, but they don't all cry for the same reason. Like I could yeah. I could be making a beat and I could be crying and I could be thinking about something and then you could be thinking about something totally different. But ultimately the energy is what is what's moving you. You know what I mean? So like yeah. that's that's really dope. That's really dope that that's that music is able to do that because if you really think about it like music is really is extremely important is it is is a savior to mankind in the world i know that might sound like a little corny but if, if you really if you really think about it and let's just say music doesn't exist the world becomes a very very dark place because you think about where music exists, like it, it literally exists everywhere. Like it's when you wake up in the morning, you hop in the car, you get in the elevator, uh, you're in the store, like music exists and it and it adds. It, it's of service. It's of service to you and it adds and it, it adds to your energy and your day and, and just everything. You know what I mean? Music is so important. I don't think that people really understand that. No, I well, like. That's why I like I like with like vinyl now too because like we get that 
digital sound and then we get vinyl sound now too and when we play that's why i can't wait for cody three to be on vinyl y'all y'all get that it's in lincoln below but what i want to hear is showers on vinyl because you know we can hear it on bluetooth speakers mm-hmm. but we play it on an actual vinyl player now too like that's when that's when it's really gonna shine right now not to say it already doesn't shine but mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know something i can pass on to my kids you know, it's like yo this is what you know when i like yeah yeah no that's it's dope and you know i've uh i always prefer analog over digital like this okay you know what i mean like anything digital is very harsh you know what i mean so like the the pleasant subtleties or like just just the calmness of certain music would definitely be enhanced through vinyl. Now it wouldn't be as as warm and as beautiful as back in the day, though, because oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they were recording on straight analog gear to a certain extent. Like everything is kind of digital because we're still recording in computers. We're not recording yeah. on gear, or at least certain artists aren't. But um, but yeah, not like I definitely can't wait to hear showers on vinyl. I definitely just ordered mine. So, too. so yeah, we gotta wait for that in the mail though. Hell yeah. Except that you um you talked about Alchemist now too. Was that the one you just posted on your story today? I think I did. I think I did repost that. So what's crazy about that, I watched an entire interview last year. Uh no, it was earlier during the year, it was March, February, somewhere around that. But the start of the year I was doubting myself for left, right, and center. I remember just randomly watching that interview with Alchemist in that interview. Checking yourself is cool. Doubt yourself isn't. Check yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Right, right. The day after that, when I checked myself, I got the Jim Jones interview. So it's, certain, so it's certain things like that. That, you know, it's just certain. That's why I wanted you to come on and do this interview now, too, because I want somebody to watch what I got from that Alchemist what they hear from you because like you said, you're famous right now and there's going to be a lot of eyes on you now too, but I want people to know the man outside of the gym, if that makes sense. Like I want, I want them to know who you are as a person because when they just see like the gym, they're like, all right, right, they don't think nothing of it. But when they actually stumble across your interview and actually watch it, like, oh, he's a humble guy. The very first time I ever heard of you was like the cold corner too. I was like, Man, this guy's not gonna reply to me. Man, this guy produced for Lloyd Banks, man. Like this guy produced for like you know a lot of well-known artists. But when you said you were down for the interview for the first one, oh shit, he's humble. Yeah. But like that's rare nowadays. Right, right, right. No, I appreciate I appreciate you giving me the platform for people to you know look behind the curtain and get to see who I am. Um, you know, I don't really do a lot of interviews. I know I've been trying to find every single one you've done for this one. Yes, yeah, sir. You don't do much. Yeah, I don't really do a lot of interviews. Uh, I think over time I've gotten a little better. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, like for the most part, like I'm pretty. I usually keep to myself. Like I usually keep to myself, and um, you know, I really like the music to speak for itself. You know, I really don't get. I don't get uh wrapped up in the hype of like being on social media and yeah. people into my life. And, you know, like that's like, for me, like that's, that's very separate and should be remain separate. Like my private life has no business 
it, it is no business to anyone else unless I allow you to see that. And, you know, I think that music suffers and artists suffer because mm-hmm. of the fact that people have to sell themselves more than the music. I and, that and because of the fact that everything is such fast pace, like you think about now, people appreciate singles the same way that they do albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like an album. Right. So it's like you can drop an album and then the next week people want to know what's next. You know what I mean? It's not like back in the day where you got an album, you got Get Rich or Die Trying and you're going through the credits and like, yo, this person did this and this singles and this singles out right now. I wonder what the next single is going to be. And it's just it's a moment like it's legit a moment. We don't really, really have that no more. Like there's certain artists that can still create that, yeah. um, but it's very short lived. It's not the way it used to be. And I think that's because of how society is and how fast paced everything is and how technology um, has its advantages and disadvantages. You know, but um, you know, it is what it is. So before I let you go, what's the most track that you get hit up about when they actually find you on social media? Like, you know, I remember you did Game Life or you know, I remember you did Fire. Like, what's the most record that that people bring up to you that you know? Uh, no love. Oh, okay, Cold Corner too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No love. No love. Say, no love. Would you say that's most people's introduction to you? Is the no love track? Uh, I would say the inter- the or the cold corner two mixtape. I would say cold corner two is like the introduction to me, okay. uh, just because I had so many so many joints on there. That's um, my favorite one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You did that one. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, but you know, I like I was really proud of that beat. I like really, I made that. I really I made that for Eminem. Predator. Huh? No, not Predator. No Love. Oh, No Love. Oh, oh. I, wow. made, okay. I made No Love with the intention of giving it to Eminem. We, did, I, did we talk about this in the last interview? Oh, yeah, but yeah, let's talk about it right now. Um, So I had a link. I think M was working on whatever he was working on at that time period. Nice. And um, I had a link to send him some stuff. So I made that and... And I was just like, yo, I know, I know M would. Yeah, you would kill that. M would kill this or he would definitely appreciate something like this. Um, but uh, it, it didn't land. Uh, I don't even know if it actually got to him or not. Um, but it definitely was Eminem inspired. Like, I loved Eminem growing up. He definitely inspired me production wise just as much with the rap. And uh, when I got it to Banks, Banks was like, yo, this is crazy. And then um, Banks even Banks thought it was a sample. Like when we after the fact that we doing it, he was just like, "What sample is that?" I was like, "That ain't sample. no sample." <laughs> well, original. He was like, "Word." I was like, yeah, "That's good shit." Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to hear that record same now, yeah. Yeah, man. We got we have this other record that we've had for years that we talked about. Uh, I don't even know if I should say that, but I mean, I guess. You can see where that might go, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, I see where you hit that. Yeah, you know I mean? that, that would be dope if we can make that happen, if, you know. But um, 
yeah, like that 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 beat is definitely special to me just because I know what it what it what it was supposed to do. Like if you listen to that, it's gonna do the same thing how showers makes you feel. Like the emotion there is so is so heavy and so present. You know what I mean? And when Banks, that's another very personal record that Banks went deep on. You know what I mean? Um, Where we get those moments? Yeah, I, like I'm. I love all records like that. Like not just Banks. Like just emotional. When they tap into that emotional. Yeah, stuff. when you can tap into that and just really deliver on that level. That's why I love. I love like again going back to Eminem like. M shit was so was so raw and so honest. It really, regardless of some of his things being some of his thoughts being off the walls, <laughs> like yeah, when, when, he tapped, when he tapped into his emotions, like it was very very clear, very honest, very pure. Like I don't think that anybody can ever deny that about Eminem. See now that you say that now too. That was when he was. I just had to the years in my head. That's when he was recording recovery. Yo, if no love would have been on recovery. Holy shit, down in black right there. That would have been crazy. But is there any other, not for Eminem, just for any other artist? But is there any other songs? I mean, sorry, beats that you submitted to other artists that never got to them, but you used later on, like no love one. And then we'll wrap it up from there. No, it's all good. I'm good. We're good. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific record. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I will. I will say that there's a lot of records. There's a lot of records that never came out with certain artists and then there's been like a lot of opportunities and like meetings that I've had with certain artists that I wish records would have came from that. Like what the, my first trip to LA, um, you know, I met with Nipsey and the, I forget which studio this was, um, but it wasn't the studio that he had last. Was it the one in Burbank? The one we had with game? Uh, it might have been. It might. Okay, it doesn't matter. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Burbank. But anyway, I went to the studio. Um, it was me. I, I Buddha didn't get there yet. He was on a flight. It was me, Grands, and Beat Butcher. And um, you know, we went to go link him. And then as soon as we walked in the room, he was like, "All right, who's going first? Like, who's playing? Who's oh, playing?" Shit. <laughs> Got straight to it. So um. Buddha, Buddha, um, I'm sorry, Beat Butcher and Grands played joints first, and I was on my computer getting my folder ready because I didn't have everything together right. So I get to playing some joints, and uh, Nipsey's like nodding his head. He takes like six joints from me. And, you know, at the end, he's like, "Yo, you got some shit, cuz." You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, yo, yeah. And I was, I was, that was really dope because he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't nipped the way that we know nip to be now. Um, yeah, but it might have been like Victory Lap or a little. I mean, yeah, prior to Victory Lap. Um, but it was way before Slauson Boy Two. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it was. It was like years, years, years before. I, I, 
a lot of my I mean, I don't have a picture or a video, but uh, on my Instagram, I archive a lot of a lot of posts. So like you don't even really get to see like the full history of a lot of things that I'm uh, um, connected to. But um, but yeah, he took he took six joints and um, uh, Jay Stone actually made that meeting happen. And I want to say not that he told me this. I think he told another party that Nip possibly might have recorded to um, some of the joints that I gave him. So I, I wish I would have been able to hear that. You know what I mean? We never know it because, you know, he, he has a lot of music in the vault and we still never got to promote to a second album from Victory Line. Right, 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 right. And, yo, if it's a, yo, I really hope those placements that you got actually land on the side because you... We all know it is going to be another promotious Nip album after his death because we never got one after Victory Lab. So, you know, I hope we get this. I hope. I mean, I, if if it happens, that'll be dope. Um, I get funny with those albums because, you know, like sometimes it could it can it can feel very put Forced? together. It can feel like very forced and put together, like if it's not done correctly. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I don't think his estate will do that because, like, look, look what happened after he died. Because I remember people were expecting, like, okay, game's gonna try to make a cash out or things like that. But you know, we never got that that nip album, you know. So I think that is what's being worked on, but mm-hmm. I, we don't know. So if it is, and if they do put it together, yeah, it's gonna be another big one. You never know. You never know. Since you archive a lot of things, how come? I think uh, um I just wanted to like start fresh and I'm actually about to put out an album. Um so that was really like, the 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 real reason why I archive things. So I just wanted I just wanted it to be a fresh start and people to just focus on what I was doing right right then. Um but yeah, I got a, I got a project that I'm working on now. I've been doing uh for the past two weeks and moving forward i'm gonna be doing like just remixes and content like original songs that i have with some of my homies uh but yeah it's gearing up to my solo album that i'm doing yeah like how you said remixes now too because like i can't i can't listen to the original anymore now too since i heard your remix but the future Kanye west i won Yo, when oh, I, you found that? <laughs> yo, when I found that remix, I'm like, yo, I can't even listen to the original no more. Yo, I got this, this is the original right here, produced by Jerry. Yeah, that's my shirt. Nah, when I made that, that was like really dope. Um, You're completely like out of left field too. When I found that too, I'm like, all right, let me check it out. Well, you find that on YouTube? Yeah, I found it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I know on SoundCloud. SOI, because I wanted to find interviews by you, and that's what popped up. I'm like, I thought it was the official track, and I was like. Then I read it. I'm like, oh, just the remix. But yo, I don't. And I went and listened to the original. I'm like, nah, nah, let's stick with the remix. <laughs> nah, I appreciate that. Good shit. Good but shit. can we expect like more of that too? Like with this album that you said you got coming up? Because it's going to be your follow up album from Destiny to the Riches, you released five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this album, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a small EP. Um, it's actually, it's actually me being an artist because I'm on Destiny to the Riches. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I go by the other name. I go by soon on, on Destiny to the Riches. So oh, those- oh, shit. So you actually get, like going to have vocals on this one. 
Yeah, so like if you go back to Destiny to the Riches, if you see anything that says soon, that's me singing or no. I thought, no, I did not put that together right there, not sure. Because I, I, I thought that was a completely different artist. Yeah, yeah, nah. Nah, that's me. Oh, yo, I didn't know it was you. But that was like a way to, you know, like when I was an artist, when I was rapping, rather, um, you know, I was going by soon, like I, like I said. And um, when I did the, when I did Destiny to the Riches, a lot of like the ideas that I was coming up with, because I'm always I'm always going to be in artist mode just to like reference ideas or just to like put things together to like give um, to other artists and stuff like that. Or if I'm just doing it for myself just to see how it sounds. Um, but a lot of those things that I were doing prior to actually making the album Destiny to the Riches, a lot of people were like, yo, like this is dope. You know, like, yo, just just put it out. Uh, but, you know, if I'm just being fully honest like um soon was a way for me to stay mystique and and hide it's a dangerous game it's a dangerous game when if i come out here and they're just like oh germ's trying to be an artist or germ's trying to rap or germ's trying to sing like i'm not trying to do anything like i'm just i'm just being me and um you know, if people mess with it, they they mess with it. If you don't, then just go to the next. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, I was in my in my head and trying to protect protect my producer name because I don't want people to be like, oh, bro, like just stick to producing. Not that I care, but I, I, I've created. I've created a. um A good name for myself, something that I don't want to tamper with or to. Uh, have people be blindsided by the artistry side but this this project that i'm doing now um like i'm not going to be going by soon it's just going to be germ uh but it's a very personal album because like after destiny to the riches even leading into definitely destiny to the riches um uh i was taking care of my grandparents um they ended up actually passing in 2019 but um uh when they when they passed, um, COVID had hit and, you know, things just got like really quiet. And I was like in my, in my emotions, slight little depression. And I just had, I had to vent, you know what I mean? So it's a good, it's a good, uh, representation of, of me going from that space to where I am now, just, just going through my emotions and and just being free. If if you go on my page, there's actually a song that I released a few months ago called Free for Love. And um that's me as an artist singing on that. Um but that's actually the last song on the album. And uh, you know, like again, like I just said, it goes from it starts off of me dealing with losing them and then being free for love, quote unquote. I think that album is going to help a lot of people once they tap into it, because like, it's like what you said now, too. You want to make music that's going to hit you in your chest. So I think with you just giving that concept to us, I think that's really going to do like a lot of damage because. Damn, you, I, can't, I, I can't believe that you were on Destiny to the Riches and I didn't put that two together now, too. But it's like what you said now, too. Was that a little bit of inspiration from MF Doom? 
Um, you know how Doom has that mystique, right? Like he goes by right. different sometimes when he raps, and we don't put that together till like years after. So like, was that like kind of the idea when you wanted like not to like mesh the two together? Because like we don't see that nowadays now too. Because like people would like, I want to use the name that's well known, if that makes sense. Right. No, I mean it could go both ways. Like it could. I cannot be in my head and all, and I could just be like, well, you know what? I do have a name, and I do know that my music is good enough to put out, and people are going to mess with it. Um, so I can just use my name and catapult off of that. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's all a matter of how you, how you play it. I like um, the two different aliases now, too, because unless you really tapped in, you're going to... I remember hearing it, I'm like, this guy kind of sounds like Jeremy, but I didn't want to make that assumption. I was like, yo... Are you, are, you, are you that other guy on that album? But okay, now we know. Yeah, I mean, I do like the idea of of still going by soon, even if it's known or not known, just because. Um, it holds. I mean, it's been it's been my name. I've been attached to that name since birth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of not there's a soon. whole group. There's a whole group of people that just know me as soon. I mean, obviously they know me as German as well, but like. Yeah. They know me as soon, um, but I I also I also felt like with this project I didn't. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter who likes it or doesn't like it. I definitely appreciate the people that are gonna like it and that are gonna connect with it and they they're gonna live with it and stream it. Um, but I didn't make it for anybody. I didn't actually even really. I mean, I made it for myself because I vented, but I honestly, I made it for my grandparents. So, like, um, I feel like I have a responsibility and um, I owe it to them to just be me and not I, not hide behind my father's name. Like, I just, I need to be germ. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm just putting out this album. And if I do put out another album as an artist or or if I just focus on just the production and we do another Destiny to the Riches, who knows? But um, when I made this album and I, and, and I made the decision to put it out, um, I wanted to stand behind the fact that it is a representation of me uh, and my gift to them. I think that's something that, you know, years after you're going to look back on and you're going to really appreciate it. You're going to appreciate it at the time of release now, too. But, you know, as time goes on, I think, you know, if you do get it pressed up on vinyl, you're going to throw that down. It's like, damn, you know, it's like, I made them not, I gave the world another album, but I gave them a piece of me. That's what really counts. Right. Yo, honestly, I don't even realize how, um, I don't even, I didn't realize that I already did what you asked. I did press up um, Destiny's to the Riches on vinyl. I have a vinyl of Destiny's to the Riches. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, so with that now, too, so you're going to do vinyl for the other one now, too. So, you know, when that one comes out, you know, we're going to get you back on the show. We're going to break down track by do a track by track analysis because we're going to do it for Destiny for the Riches. But I was like, you know, I need to know more of this guy before we do an album breakdown. Now you said you got one coming. All right. We're going to get you back on and we'll break that down. But, yo, Jim. Yeah, we've been speaking for a while, man. You know, like I said, you're always welcome back on, my guy. Um, anything that you want people to know, I'm put your website in the link below. But anything else where they can find you? At? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, the Germ underscore soi. Um, website is thegerm.com. 
my project is coming soon. I will be revealing the name soon. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned. I got these. I got these remixes that I'm remixes slash original songs that I'm putting out right now. Uh, I did something with Cali Pop and and her home, her homegirl Yaya. The song called Denial that I did something for. You can find that on on my SoundCloud as well as I did something with my little homie The Outlet. Um, put out a song called Rex. Uh, I'm gonna most likely going to be releasing something tomorrow or Thursday. I'm not going to tell you. Well, I mean, I guess maybe by the time you drop this, it'll, it'll already be yeah, out. It'll be, it'll be out. It'll be out by where y'all see this. Right, right, right. Uh, my homie Conflict. I'm doing something with my homie Conflict. And uh, yeah, I got I got a few lined up as well. And I will be dropping the first single to the project soon. And uh, I got a couple placements that I can't speak on that are lined up. Hopefully that... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully those will be coming out soon this year. And uh yeah, man, just keep your just keep your eyes and ears to the street, so to say, and just keep keep uh stay in tune with me and just more more shit is coming. You know, if you all made it to this far now too, y'all go back and check my man's song if you have spread of infection, man. Because your SOI, man, yo, may not be active, yo, but it's still one of my favorite super groups of producers out there. Yo, Jerry man, yo, appreciate you coming on the show, my guy. Welcome back anytime, and hey, you be safe and blessed, my guy. Thank you, bro. Always a pleasure. All right, one, my guy.